Welcome to the OOO Ozempic and Semaglutide podcast. Get ready to hear from best-selling healthcare author Dr. Josh Luke as he facilitates a discussion on healthy weight loss and living healthy. And now here's your host, Dr. Josh Luke. Welcome to the OOO Ozempic and Semaglutide podcast. I'm really excited today to welcome uh, a guest to the show. It's Loretta Bozing. And Loretta has an awesome story, started as a social worker and now has become a patient advocate. And that's why I asked her if she'd join us. Uh, she's going to give you great suggestions. If you're doing mail order injections or considering it, this is the show you want to listen to. So Loretta, thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here as a guest today. I'm very passionate. I just stated, you know, about the pharmacy issues and, and medication access issues. I did start as a hospital social worker. I worked with people in the hospital that didn't have insurance. And from there, you know, I would become an insurance agent not long after the ACA had uh, rolled out, uh, hoping I would be able to help patients. And I uh, absolutely have a, a passion to ensure people are able to get the care that they need. Um, became an insurance consultant not long after that. Uh, and then along the way, my son had a liver transplant and life you know, changed overnight for us. His life would forever rely on medications every 12 hours. And I realized the state of pharmacy and medication access in America and the struggles it was having, especially after being forced to mail at a pharmacy. And now I'm a, a very passionate advocate about ensuring that, you know, he's ensuring that he's going to have the best pharmaceutical care and medication access. And all that I do every day uh, is to just protect his gift of life and ensure that he will always be able to access his medication safely. So cool. And, and just in the, the little time that I've had to get to know Loretta, just the mom's heart and the social worker heart really left her job as a social worker to be an advocate for you uh, with her first child, Wesley, uh, going through that experience and really um, seeing that being forced to order medications through the mail and not really being given an option led to a lot of problems and risk and just decided to do something about it. And so today let's let's uh, talk about, to share with us your website where people can learn more about you or on Twitter. Yeah, so you can go to Unite for Safe Meds or at Bozing, I'm sorry, UniteForSafeMeds.com or at Bozing Loretta, that's B-O-E-S-I-N-G, Loretta, L-O-R-E-T-T-A, uh, and you will find me on on social media everywhere. I'm just um, very passionate about what we do. We do also, if you're interested in getting more active in pharmacy and medication access issues, we do have a join to become a member uh, link on our site. <clears throat> it does not cost anything. It's free, but then you can stay up to date on uh, any advocacy that's happening in your area that you can get involved with. Cool. So good. So on Twitter or X, whatever they're calling it nowadays, it's at Bosing with an S B O E S I N G Loretta. Uh, follow her there. She's very active. That's how I found her. And so let's, let's get to why you tuned in for uh, this show folks. Loretta is an expert on what to look for when a medication shows up in your mailbox and what you may or may not know uh, if you've started already, or if you haven't started is uh, that these semaglutides, and remember, semaglutide is kind of the generic name like aspirin or ibuprofen, whereas Ozempic, Wagovi, Manjaro, these others that are coming out, these are the specific brand names made by the different uh, manufacturers. Uh, across the board, for the most part, 
we're told that, for example, they're supposed to be refrigerated until injection time between 36 and 46 degrees, but not frozen. And that's cutting it pretty close, right? So you really need to pay attention. So Loretta has experience in this regard. So Loretta, when, when something shows up in your mailbox of medication, just kind of take us from start to finish and maybe finish with the temperature. But what should we be looking for to make sure we're getting the medication that we paid for in the right uh, format that we paid for and that we're not at risk? First, I would, I'm going to start with saying that if you have the option to pick up at your local pharmacy, that's going to be your best option. But we know a lot of the insurance companies right now, they're just not allowing patients the option to get their medications the safest way. So if they're mandating mail order, uh, you know, always speak to your employer or your insurance carrier about, uh, you know, ensuring that you have the safest options because mail order carries a lot of risk. So when you first um, get, if you're getting your insulin in mailbox, when I first started, I had contacted the FDA and I, I was questioning the temperatures of mail order pharmacy and to find out from the FDA that it's not regulated was alarming. And something that the FDA representative told me was that um, they get calls like mine in the middle of every summer and every winter because someone's insulin is just sitting in their mailbox. And that was uh, also on NBC. They they had uh, reported on that recording. Uh, you can go back and look at that. But uh, this was just alarming to me at that one, someone would just put insulin in a mailbox when they know it has those uh, temperature, you know, it's supposed to be very temperature controlled. So if you're getting it just in your mailbox without anything, you need to file a complaint with your state board of pharmacy right away. And, and on it, I have called the mail order pharmacies about temperature issues and the mail order pharmacies will sometimes say, well, it should be safe or, um, you know, sometimes they'll say things that are not always accurate. So you need to be aware of that as well. Um, if, if you do feel like you're calling the mail order pharmacy and they're giving you bad information, file a complaint with the State Board of Pharmacy. Keep any samples that you have of that medication um, for testing because the Board of Pharmacy may be able to test the medication to see if it is safe or not. Uh, so that's first of all, but hopefully these medications are at least coming in some type of, of tote uh, with temperature control um, during the summer months. And in the winter, it, it's a concern. Um, in the winter, Right away, if you're getting that medication again, just in the mailbox, not good. Uh, we have more complaints, honestly, from patients on insulin who are receiving medications uh, that have been frozen. Even during, uh, let's say, November, we had a patient who uh, they get their medication shipped from Texas to Michigan and uh, too many ice packs in the summer can cause cause it to freeze. And once it freezes, it's no longer um, safe and effective. You really should at that point be contacting the Moeda Pharmacy. If they consider, if they say, well, you know, it, it, it's safe to take, you should take it anyways. You know, don't always accept what they say and fight for your right to have a medication that's safe to inject. If if when you take that medication out of the tote and you see that it it's discolored in any way, it looks cloudy, you know, those are all signs that it it could have uh, very well have broken down. But the a problem with a lot of medications is that 
they can absolutely look normal. I mean, they're from the outside appearance, they may look fine, but that doesn't mean that they haven't changed chemically. So yeah, you got to can't trust the eyeball test, right? So folks, each state, just Google your state board of pharmacy phone number. Usually I would say, I would think probably an email address as well. When you, when you say tote, um, I know even at, at, at one of my homes, uh, I have a, um, like a thermometer that's not glass. That's just, and it's almost plastic. So are, are, do any of these show up with a little thermometer of sorts in them or not? Some do, but the problem is that's not required. So yeah. it would be great if we did have those temperature sensors um, to be required for all, especially any type of temperature sensitive medication. Um, some will have um, not just a thermometer, but the sensors that will turn a certain color if they've been too hot, oh, but it also cool. should be if it turns too cold, we need both We yeah. being uh, regulated and monitored. So and that's a great question. If I can interject real quick for our, our listeners to ask. So, so most of these mail order semaglutides you're seeing on Instagram are being advertised. They're coming into your feeds, ask them before you order, because there is a savings opportunity. I, th I would think in most cases, if it's mail order, it's a little less expensive, maybe 99 or 299 a month. Whereas going in to get injections is usually a little bit higher cost. Ask if they have uh, the these discoloration tools and how did you describe them? Share share that again. Or, or if a thermometer comes in the package, ask these questions in advance, folks. Yeah, so they're temperature sensors. Um, I believe Temp Time was the one in the past that had made those. Uh, Zebra Technologies, um, I believe, may have bought them out. But there's um, several different brands of them, and they're very cost effective. They cost pennies. Okay. Um, and a, a lot of the motor pharmacies just will not use them. Um, boards of pharmacy don't require them, but they're very much for patient safety, a critical part. Of okay, so so when it shows up at my house, what I'm, I'm just trying to think, what's the best kind of thermometer? You said we're gonna do the eyeball test. We're just gonna check to see if they have any temperature sensors or any signs that it went out of whack. But we're also going to take a temperature or a thermometer and put it right on there. Then we're going to check our refrigerator to make sure it's at the right temp. Um, we're going to put it in a safe place because true story, my wife's first one got thrown out when she took it to work with her one day because uh, somebody didn't know why there was a needle in the refrigerator at her salon. Um, but tell me what kind of thermometer is, in your experience, the easiest, most user-friendly? You know, um, they do have thermometers that you can actually attach to the inside of your um of your refrigerator some can actually hook up to your uh, like there's an app that you can download okay. and um it, it can track tell you like if that temperature like alert you if your temperatures of that medication is going too high or too low i think those are are great you know if you can get those for your refrigerator or your cooler wherever you would yeah. keep your medications um then there's you know as far as at home if you have an option to get the the sensor where and i'm sorry right now i, I think it's a thermal thermometer i apologize but where you can actually um like scan the like you it's like it looks like a little gun you would point it at whatever yeah. you're wanting to um 
Test that's why that's actually why I asked though, Loretta, because I mean, so I think what you're suggesting is you can just get that little aluminum one in the in the cooking section at Walmart for three or four bucks for your refrigerator. But actually, the, the meds are going to show up in the syringe. So that's going to be difficult without a scanner or an app. So folks, go online and just look for some sort of temperature if this is important to you, which it should be if you're going to take these injections and spend the money on it for a thermometer that can appropriately um, measure a syringe, a plastic syringe that shows up in your mailbox. I mean, honestly, you should be able to touch it and it should be pretty darn cold um, for starters. So um, just trying to walk you through, and, and we only have a couple minutes left, Loretta. So what I want to do is move away from the temperature discussion, because I think you've given some great suggestions. Folks, you can go to her website, uniteforsafemeds.com, send her, join support, but send her more questions if you have them. Sorry, I'm, I'm putting more work on your plate. Um, but tell me just when a mail a box shows up in your mailbox, some of the other things aside from temperature to look for uh, that might be signs that this medication has been compromised or tampered with. You know, right away, you'll see if you'll know if it's been delayed, um, if the the package is at all damaged in any way, you know, that's also um, a problem. I've spoke to UPS workers that say the way that these these packages are handled throughout the facility can sometimes be rough. Um, they handle them just like any other package. Uh, so it's important to just make sure that uh, it, the package itself doesn't look bad, that uh, when you open the package that it doesn't have too many or too little ice packs in it. Um, you want to make sure that uh, the packages aren't leaking or, you know, the ice packs, uh, if they're totally melted, um, uh, just knowing how long has that package been sitting out there. One of the problems with my son's meds is that they had delivered it a day earlier and I wasn't alerted uh, that it was delivered a day earlier. So, you know, staying on, staying on top of your tracking information, just paying attention, follow that medication as, as closely as you can throughout the uh, shipping process. So folks, I'm, I'm new to this and I, you know, if you've been listening to the other shows, you know, uh, that my wife and I go into a medical center, uh, a weight loss center once a week. We get our injection. We're in and out of there sometimes in three minutes. They literally weigh us. They jab us. We say hi. We're on to the, you know, if it's every month, we have to pay once a month. But what I've learned talking to Loretta is it, it's likely very difficult for these medications to arrive to you compliant. And I'm not saying that they won't. But if I were going to go mail order, folks, I would ask a lot of questions before I threw that credit card down, because I think what I just heard in the last answer from Loretta was, hey, if the ice packs are melted, I'd be concerned. But if they're frozen, remember, the 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 semaglutide is not supposed to freeze. It's supposed to stay at 32. I'm not even sure how physically that could be guaranteed. So. Uh, I'm going to have a lot of questions and I'm going to wrap up by asking Loretta the same question. Thank you. This has been awesome. I've learned a ton. Um, uh, just in your home, when you guys are looking for just a low-cal healthy meal, is there a favorite meal you can share with us? We always wrap up our shows with this question. All right. Yeah. For us, I would say uh, um, I love the, uh, so just spring leaf lettuce with um, cranberries, almonds, and balsamic vinegar. Sometimes we'll add some avocado and a little bit of chicken. It's just our family favorite, the the best meal that everyone seems to somewhat like, and it's tasty. 
Awesome. Awesome. I'm going to, I'm, it sounds like something I'd love to, my wife makes a similar salad. So folks, just to um, kind of read to you what, what I've learned uh, about um, semaglutide to ensure the effectiveness uh, of semaglutide, it's essential to follow best practices, refrigerate at recommended temperature between 36 and 46 degrees Fahrenheit, two degrees or two degrees Celsius and eight degrees Celsius, but avoid freezing the medication. You can find out a lot about what happens to the medication uh, if it is frozen, if it goes out of temperature. So you can look all that up, reach out to Loretta. Thank you so much for joining us, Loretta. And uh, thanks for tuning into the OOO Ozempic and Semaglutide podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Josh Luke. We'll see you next time. Thanks, thanks again. You've been listening to the OOO Ozempic and Semaglutide podcast. Dr. Josh Luke is a PhD, but not a medical doctor. And none of his comments or comments of his guests are intended to be medical advice. Make sure to like, follow, share, and subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back soon with a new episode.